Everybody, welcome to Inside the Genie's Lamp podcast. If you are someone who has been on a constant roller coaster of losing weight, gaining it back, and the amount of frustration that comes with finding reliable health advice, this is the podcast for you. We are health and mindset specialists that want to coach you so fucking well that we not only help you achieve the physical results you're after, but help improve your relationship with your food, your body, and yourself from a mental and emotional standpoint so that we can become completely redundant to you. Yes, you heard that right. We coach our clients to make us redundant. Thank you so much for listening in. Your support means the absolute world to us. Without further delay, let's jump into your episode of Inside the Genie's Lamp. Everybody, welcome back to Inside the Genie's Lamp. We have an amazing guest with us. We have Sarah from Seeing More of Sarah. Hello. Thanks for having me. <laughs> there you go. I was like, she's not going to say hi. Oh, I was getting there. <laughs> You're like, leave, done. <laughs> I'm out. <laughs> All righty, we are going to try and jam as much as we can into this one. So I'm just going to throw questions at you. I've got some stuff prepared, but I honestly reckon it's just going to be a conversation. We're just going to shit talk because that's what we do best. Yeah. Um, so you, I'm going to, I'm going to read what I've written because otherwise I won't get it right. Yeah. You've grown exponentially in the past two years. Oh, let me, let me redo that. You've grown exponentially in the past two years. But just in case someone listening doesn't know who you are or what you're about, give us a rundown. Who, who is Sarah? <laughs> okay, so Sarah is someone who, well, oh, when we're talking about Sarah on Instagram, who I am as my brand, seeing more of Sarah, uh, it has been a total evolution process over the last seven years. So I've literally had my account for seven years now. I started in January 2017. Does that math work? Six years. I don't Let's know. say yes. Whatever. Back at that time. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it started off as a weight loss journal because I finally decided that at 27, I was 180 kilos and not living life. I was trapped in my body. I was having to say no to everything because I physically could not live the life that I mentally wanted to live. And I was like, this is enough. And so I started journaling on Insta and then it just like grew into like this more, more than a journal, like this community. And through along the way, I was not only sharing like my weight loss journey, I was just sharing like my life and like body positive content, creating these really fantastic relationships with other people on the internet that were feeling the same as me. Um, I was trying everything along the way to like attain my health goals and in the end, uh, in 2019, I decided to have weight loss surgery. Um, I'd lost about 20 kilos, but I'd started regaining because you all know how easy that can happen. Um, but basically, it had gotten to the stage where I was like, okay, I've been trying for a family. I've been trying to lose weight, trying to lose weight since I was 10. Um, something like proper medical intervention needed to happen. And in the middle well, of the pandemic, in July 2020, I had gastric sleeve surgery. Uh, and so... Yeah, the, the pandemic times, these last three years really, have been a crazy ride for me of losing weight. Um, not only did I have gastric sleeve, I then had to have my gallbladder out 10 weeks after as sort of a byproduct of losing weight so quickly. Um, and then not only was I losing, like, did I lose the weight, but then I had to learn who I was like post weight loss and what my life is like now. And yeah, so it's not, it's, it's kind of been this whole journey of losing, but also gaining and, oh, wow, that was so cliche, but also so true. Um, And it's really funny because like uh, the people who would have listened to my first podcast with you uh, may have noticed that there's been a bit of a branding change. Uh, So I was, I was, I'm the artist formerly known as Seeing Less of Sarah. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, but uh, of course I can. Um, but yeah, I, I changed my branding to seeing more of Sarah at the start of this year. It's something that I'd actually been thinking of for about 12 months, but I just hadn't like committed to it uh, yeah. because I started to realize that my life isn't about the less anymore. Like I did all of that work for life to be about more. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I'm just hitting all the cliches, but it's so true. Like it's, it's, it's amazing that what was initially a decision to look after my health has actually become the best 
the best roller coaster and the best thing that I could have ever done. And I, the only regret that I have is that I hadn't done it when I was younger. Yeah. And I love that. <laughs> does, does that, <laughs> does that sort of, that, that just skims the top, doesn't yeah. it really? That's yeah. The surface level stuff. We'll go, mm. we'll go like, we'll drill here and there and see what else we can bring up. But I don't give a fuck about the cliches. Cliches mm. are cliches for a reason. Like our entire, my entire career of what I'm doing, who I'm helping and why I'm helping them. That's a cliche. Have you lost the weight and then gained it all back and done this and done that? Stop fucking losing weight and, <laughs> and focus on your mental and emotional health instead. Oh Do my that. God. Right. Yep. Losing weight is not just as simple as being in a calorie deficit. Yep. <laughs> it's, you, you get what I'm saying. Like, no, but like, <laughs> like if yeah, people don't yeah. tell you this, it's the, it's actually so much more a mental game than yeah. physical because if you don't do the mental work the physical's never gonna stay it's mm. never gonna work yeah which which i found out like i think as i said i've been trying to lose weight since i was 10 and mm. which is it like i'll be 35 in may like that's a pretty sad fact yeah that um i was about to give you another sad fact but i was like you know what let's not ruin her day <laughs> <laughs> is it that you're younger than i am Thanks. A little bit, um, just a yeah. bit, but not much. <laughs> uh, but, you know, it wasn't until I actually started delving deep into the, the mental reasons of why I couldn't lose weight um, or what I was scared of losing. Like I, used to, I remember being scared of who I would be once I lost weight. I remember being scared of what my body would be like with loose skin and that there were all these things that I was just terrified of who I would be if I succeeded. Um, and it's kind of crazy to think that my fear of success was holding me back. Yeah. Um, wow, we yeah. Got, got date real early. We're only 11 minutes in. I love it. No, that's okay. Straight into it. We're late, <laughs> if anything. Uh, <laughs> so the fear of success was holding you back from doing mm -hmm. that thing. I mean, regardless of whatever follows the of, like fear of, mm fear it's it's always going to be fear and it's always going to be that thing that is holding you back regardless of if it's of failure of success of the unknown of leaving your comfort zone whatever it is just realize my windows open the fucking mac trucks are going through um <laughs> so regardless of what the fear is that is always going to be holding you back but how did you how did you essentially get rid of the fear how did you move through that to just be like you know what enough is enough i'm going to fucking do something about it um it's funny, like I still live with fear of things that I'm doing, but I think now I'm better at gaslighting myself into. Um, <laughs> I, I say like, I'm like, positively toxic. <laughs> yeah, I'm positively toxic to myself. Um, <laughs> and you know, a lot of stuff that I do now, especially I suppose in in my business, my brand, like I, uh, as much as like my Instagram started off as a. Uh, a journal it has like I'll be honest it's turned into a brand and a business um, that I'm so passionate about but it has taken a lot of work uh, to break through like that imposter syndrome and that fear of like am I good enough and I think sorry I'm just losing a nip um, <laughs> I think that it's the same it's those same feelings as when I was scared of losing weight um, I just have to trick myself into believing that I can do it um, and also knowing that if you do fail or if it takes or if you think you're failing or if it takes longer than you expected um, that it's okay to do that like it took a really long time for me to realize and to learn that it's okay to take your time at things and it's okay to make mistakes along the way and it's okay to ask for help all those things um, and like for me, especially I, when I started my weight loss journey, I was very, very critical of people who had weight loss surgery. I mm. thought that it was all the stereotypical things. I thought it was cheating. I thought it was the easy way out that, um, you know, that it, they weren't worthy of it, which is literally the most ridiculous thing now. when I think back about it, like if you, yep. if you need medical intervention for your health, like seek it whatever it's for whether it's because you've got a dodgy knee and you need a knee repo like 
if it's because yep. you've got dodgy eyesight and you want to get laser, which I did. Like it's <laughs> if you if you want to do something, if you need medical intervention, get it. Don't let like the the thoughts, the petty thoughts of ants, the opinions of others stop you from doing something that is going to be a positive impact on your life. And so yep. it took me a long a long time to realize that if I took medical intervention, it wasn't actually cheating. It was me taking control of my life. Yeah. Yeah. I'm glad you brought that up because that was the thing that um, pretty much, pretty much spot on for, for time really of in the first one, we spoke about almost like the decision behind weight loss surgery, but then it felt like cheating and it felt like the easy way out and this and that the, depending on how you look at it, obviously everybody has a different perspective on whatever the fuck is going on. I a hundred percent agree with you. If it's, if you need help, you need help. That's just, that's the sentence. That's a full stop. There's no explanation. You need help. You need yeah. help. That's it. Reach out for it. The completely forgot where I was going with that, but I fucking love that. <laughs> but it's like last year I was having anxiety attacks at work and it took me a while to realize that I needed medical help. And I started mm. seeing a psychologist and speaking to someone who could actually support me. And I know that you understand this as well. It's the same line of thinking. If you need help from a professional, like it, it takes a lot to realize that, but, mm. to, and to realize it in itself is a, is a success. Um, but there should be zero shame in seeking help, whether it be for medical or emotional support. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah, physical, mental, and yeah. Yeah, regardless of how you look at it, if it's if it's physical, if it's mental, if it's emotional, <laughs> all of that is still happening within your body. That's still exactly. going to be you. So then you have to still reach out to be like, okay, here's this thing that I need professional help with, or that I need. Even if the initial first step is just reaching out to a friend or a family member to say, what do you think about this? Or I've been feeling like this and doing that. And I know that you mentioned previously when you were thinking about weight loss surgery. It was, uh, tell me if I'm wrong, but you reached out to your family and said, okay, I think I need this or I'm thinking about doing this. Yeah. So I'd been like secret Googling it for about six months and just like making myself sick with anxiety about it because I felt like I was failing myself, which is literally the most ridiculous thing ever. Um, and then I remember the, <laughs> Sarah. <laughs> I, know, I remember the Friday of the June long weekend. I have one of these weird memories that just remembers yeah. the dumbest <laughs> stuff, but I swear I did no work that day. And I think all I did was Google bariatric surgery and I was emailing my best mate at work all day. And I was like, I've been thinking about this. And she's like, yes, it's your choice. I fully support you. If this is what you think is going to be right for you. And yeah. I was like, oh, okay. And then I called my mum on the way home from work and she was like, oh, I can't talk. I'll call you back later. And I was like, oh my God. So she calls me as I'm like five minutes out of the driveway. And I had to like tell her in five minutes because we were like Dan and I were leaving to go away for the weekend. So I'm sitting in my car. He's watching me sit in my car in the driveway, bawling my eyes out because my mum was like, yeah, I support you. You got to do what's right for you. And he's like, are you okay? Someone died. And I'm like, yeah, I'm fine. Just like, let's get in the car and go. Same thing. Get in the <laughs> I get in the car and he's like, why are you crying? And I was like, I've been thinking about it. I made myself so sick with anxiety about it. And yeah. the three people that I needed to, I, I felt like I needed for them to say, yes, this is okay for you to make this decision for yourself. Uh, yeah. They all just went, yeah, we support you. It's your body. You need to do what's right for you. You've looked into this. I think this is going to be great. And I was like, Great. Well, you've all said yes. Let's get on with it. Like, yeah. <laughs> I can't believe that it took me at least six months of like stressing uh, yeah. to even say it out loud. Yeah. Um, There's. Did you yeah. feel like there was the um, like stressing about saying it out loud? Do you feel like there was because of how you said you thought about it previously? There was that like shame, guilt, judgment around like I want to do this thing. Yeah, well, I remember when I started, when I first decided, like at the start of 2017, that I was like, all right, I need to do something about my weight. I remember it was because I had this thought process that was like, fuck it, I should, I should just get weight loss surgery. And, but I, I know that if I had have had weight loss surgery back then, I would have been having it with a completely different mindset to when I had it in 2020. Like I'd done so much work on my mind by the time I got to surgery in 2020 that 
it's a good thing that even though it was like three years later, it was a really good thing that I had that learning process before I got there because yep. it, it isn't a magic tool. It isn't a cheat's way out. Like yep. it is just as fucking hard than, as any other way that I have attempted to lose weight in the past. Yeah. Like the, the amount of weight loss surgery clients that I have worked with, I say that like there's fucking millions. There's not, there's <laughs> been, <laughs> there's been a hell of a lot, but not yeah. holy shit amounts. The weight loss surgery clients that I have worked with, I mean, every single one of them have been obviously post-surgery. How do I do this? How do I move? What do I eat? Because immediately post-surgery, there's obviously like a special diet and restricting and getting yourself back to eating and getting back to normal. There was massive quotes there if people didn't no, hear but the yeah. quotes. <laughs> like, Did you hear the quotes? But it's what it, it's what is the new normal. Exactly. Like yeah. I'm still in my new normal and I am two and a half years post. That, does that matter? Yeah. What, yeah, it does work out. Like yeah. we don't do math here. We just say <laughs> stuff. <laughs> don't worry about it, that. Like post-surgery, it is a whole new ball game because you're having to relearn your body and the way that it works. And then mm. having to relearn not only the way that you have to like keep yourself fed, um, but like I still struggle with hydration. I still struggle with getting my protein in. I struggle on hot days. I struggle on cold days. Like it's it's a whole new struggle. But I would never ever like I would never regret it. Yeah. Like, and there would be people that look at me. Actually, story for you. I went in and. <laughs> Um, I was going to say, people would look at me and think, oh, my God, she needs to lose weight. Like, I am 115 kilos. I've been, I'm around 115. Like, I tend to be sometimes a couple of kilos up, a couple of kilos down, whatever. But I've been maintaining around that weight now for, like, 12 months. Maybe, yeah, about 12 months. Maybe a little bit longer. that's 65. That's 65 down. Yeah, Exactly. 180. As I said, we don't do math, but <laughs> yeah, I am. Um, my lowest recorded is like 113 or something like that. But I, yeah. where I find that I hover is that sort of like mid one teens. Does that make sense? Yeah. Um, where was I going? Oh, but yeah. So I'm sure people look at me and think, oh my god, she still needs to lose weight. And like I'm short, I'm five two, so um, you know, I'm still a curvy gal. And I went into, uh, and I've still got a higher BMI. Not that BMI is like anything yeah Yeah. um (laughs) i went into hospital to get a couple of like routine scopes last year and the nurse said to me so one of them was a gastroscopy and uh one of the nurses said to me in the post-op room she's like oh so um everything's fine to go forward with your surgery so you're gonna get it are you and my bariatric surgeon part of her pre-op stuff is that you have to get a gastroscopy before she will sign off on you to do your um bariatric surgery and I yep. said to the nurse, oh, no, I had it two years ago. This is my two-year post-op gastro, uh, gastroscope. And she was like, oh, 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 okay. <laughs> and then walked off. And I told my bariatric surgeon about it. And she was like, oh, my God, they should know better. And I was like, exactly. And it just goes to show there's so many people that I know that, like, post-weight loss surgery looks different on everyone. For some yep. people, they may be 60 kilos. Some people, they may be 115 kilos. And the thing that people forget is that everyone has a different starting point and everyone's bodies also are different. Like sometimes I will say to my, I know I've said many times to my bariatric surgeon and my dietitian, like, have I done good enough? Like, have I lost enough weight? And uh, my surgeon, who is fantastic, she's never been about the numbers or the BMI. She's always been about the holistic, like the the whole picture. Mm, like, like how is your when life? I, yeah, when I went yep. in there, I was like, "Do you have a goal weight for me?" And she's like, "No," because I don't see that as being realistic. She's like, mm. "That is setting you up to automatically fail because then you'll always think that if you haven't got to that number, that you have failed." Yeah. And so she will always say to me like are you living the life that you dreamed of? And I'm like, well, yeah. Uh, she's like, has your life changed for the better? Are you able to do all these things that you couldn't do? Like, are you healthy? Are you thriving? And I'm like, yes, 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 all these things. And she's like, so that is success in itself. Yeah. And I think that it's really difficult 
for people when they look at someone like me and probably think, um, like I still have people ask me all the time, like, oh, are you still losing weight? Or like, how much more do you want to lose? And I'm like, nah, dude, I'm cool with like, my goal was always to be like a strong size 16 to 18 and bitch, I'm living that. Like, yeah, I'm doing all this stuff that I wanted to do. I'm going on bloody roller coasters and like I can run and do all this shit that I couldn't do before. And like, for me, that's so much more important than like a number mm. on a scale. Um, yes. And the amount of weight that I've lost, it's all about the life I've gained, not what I've lost. Hey everyone, just jumping in really quick to let you know that the first two months of the year are typically our busiest in terms of inquiries for one-on-one mindset coaching. And at the rate that we have been going, we are fully expecting to book out by mid-February. If you have ever thought about doing one-on-one coaching with us, either Laura or myself, now would be the best time to reach out, even just to get some feelers and some more information so you know what your program and coaching experience would look like and you can plan for it in the future. Check out our website for more information, www.thefitnessgenie.com.au or put the notifications on our Instagram profile for posts so that you don't miss out on any opportunities. Thank you so much. Back to the episode. Yeah. That was a and tangent. Then, hence the name change. <laughs> hence the name change. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. That's what we want. That's the big picture shit because, mm-hmm. like you said, it's figuring out what is that new normal. And that new normal, obviously, if you don't have that new normal yet and you're going to try and figure that out or you're going to do something to change your life, which will lead you to a new normal, look at me go. Brain firing on all cylinders. Um, <laughs> if you're trying to figure out what that new normal is, the the thing that I want to sort of get into is how, I suppose, what advice would you have for people that are in that spot of like, I, I have to do something or I'm thinking about doing something because the clients that I have worked with that have been post-surgery, they've been, people have either signed up for the fact that they're pre-surgery and then they go, I would rather do this this way because that way I'm still learning all the stuff that I have to do in terms of how do I fuel my body? How do I get proper sleep? What are the routines that I do? How do I just fucking live and enjoy my life and not get caught up on the scales? How do I be mentally and emotionally happier and let that fuel the physical results? And obviously no one comes in and be like that prepared with their answers, but that's the gist of what they're doing. So they they either sign up pre-surgery and they want to learn all that shit previous or they've had weight loss surgery and then they're like well now i have to go learn all this stuff anyway to find that new normal how what advice would you give to people that are in that bit of like okay i don't know what it is whether it's i'd have no other example whether it's signing up with travis or whether it's doing weight loss surgery or doing something else with someone else i don't know what it is but i know that i need to change my life in some sort of way and that is scary as fuck and they don't know where to start yeah. or what the first step is or how to even go about, I need help. How do I reach out? Yeah. I think that um, the most important thing is empowering yourself with knowledge because like I am still learning, like I've done a lot of learning about nutrition and about my body and it was something that I was interested in before I had surgery. It's something I'm still interested in now. But the bottom line is like, if you're looking to change something, you need to learn about how to change. You need to arm yourself with the knowledge of, of doing that. And so if you're deciding that you're wanting to change your health and whether it's to lose weight or be stronger or whatever it is, whether you have a, a different health concern, I find, I think that the, the best way to look at it that I've found is to try and take the shame out of trying to take the shame out of like it can be really shameful feeling um for want of a better word but like ignorant about some things like if you Mm. aren't knowledgeable about how you should be correctly fueling your body or even how like your body works and how your digestive digestive system works and learning about nutrition and like it's amazing how many people just don't understand simple nutrition and mm. knowing, you know, what base, what our basic macros are, or even like my husband can't even read a nutritional panel, which just blows my mind because I've been reading that since I was like in primary school, yeah. um, which is, I know, a very sad statement in that self. But, <laughs> you know, our education system, I feel for, it could be different now, but for those of us growing up, even like when I grew up in the early 2000s, like I feel like they mm. did us pretty dirty with how we learned about um you know, our nutrition and our 
just everything in general, I think that they did us dirty when it came to health. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and so being able to like arm yourself with the information of how to look after yourself properly, like that shouldn't be a shameful thing. That should actually be empowering because you're going, all right, I need to learn this because I know it's going to be really good for me. Like if you're going to go to France, you're probably going to learn a little bit about the language so you could at least like order a coffee and know where the loos are. It's the same yep. as if you want to be able to have your body function properly, you kind of want to learn about how to do that. Yeah, exactly. No, that makes total that, sense. It's, okay, did that answer the question? <laughs> it, it did. It's yeah. essentially the end. Tell me if I'm wrong, but essentially that answer was sort of like you have to do your research. You have to find out how is this going to affect your life in the sense of, what do you have to do to be yeah. able to live that life instead of just best example I could come up with is here's this meal plan. Here's this training plan. Don't think about it. Just fucking show up and eat like that and do that. And then obviously the weight loss will happen. But then as soon as they stop relying on that tool, then the weight starts coming back on. And then it's like, well, what the fuck? I did the meal plan. I did the training. You're telling me that now the only way that I can lose weight is if I do those two things, those yeah. very specific things, it's like, well, you know, insert 90% of the fitness industry. Yes, sign back up for another eight-week program. But that's why we and that's why I feel you have put such an emphasis on the mental game, on the emotional game yeah. of like, okay, who is Sarah? How is this? And you don't have to have a massively fucking spiritual answer for it other than I'm someone that is happy, that enjoys their life, that does this, that does this, that does that. And I think that like, I know that you're all in you're you are all about empowering your clients. You want them to be armed with the knowledge so that you don't have to hand feed them the whole way. Like mm. it, you, you want to be able to send them out on the world by themselves so that they can understand. <laughs> yeah, like fly, like go out. You now have the knowledge to like live and thrive and not live with shame around what you might be eating or doing or how you're moving your body because you are understanding the, that balance can happen and you're understanding how that can happen. Mm. Like, and that, the, and that there's no shame in, in food and nutrition. Like, we need to get get rid of that. I've done so mm. much hard work about around like removing shame from the equation when it comes to my body and the way that I look after myself because shame was what got me to 180 kilos and shame was what caused me to hate myself and my body for so long. Mm. And it's been a really, really, really long road of me trying to like break down that shame um do you watch that show on netflix called big mouth yes. <laughs> sure you do yeah seen, i like, haven't seen the latest season but i yes <laughs> yeah so i haven't seen the latest season either but the way that they use the shame wizard in that yeah is oh, so um... yeah but it's so true right because you'll be feeling fine and then all of a sudden there's this voice in your head that starts mm giving you these festering feelings and I've tried I've done really I've done so much work to to squash my shame wizard um but even now there's a couple of people in my life that I have had to have conversations with recently um because there's one guy in my life who I see like every weekend he's fantastic one of my friends and for him shame was a driving factor for him to change his life but for mm. me all shame ever did was keep me chained to the life i was in and so i yeah. had to tell him that i had to tell him that when he says to me oh you shouldn't be eating that that's shit," which he said to me after i had a mentos like are you fucking kidding me? They are you 10 calories. <laughs> like, <laughs> but I'm like, I don't think I'm going to put 65 kilos on for eating a fucking Mentos. I have yeah. to say to him, you need to stop with that. Shane doesn't work for me. Like Shane doesn't live here. Like yeah. I've done, and, and there's so many others out there that I know would be feeling the same as me. Like we, it takes so much to break down that shame. But once you finally do, it, that that's where all the good shit starts to happen. Like shame, mm. yeah, shame does not live here. Yeah. Don't know her. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> she doesn't even go here. <laughs> she doesn't even go here. No, thank you. <laughs> yeah. 
because yeah, it's it's different for everybody in terms of like like if we're just looking at my life, completely different journeys. But to get out of that massive hole of depression and all the fun stuff that comes with that, that was the driving factor of like my depression was the driving factor that got me out of that hole because I was like, man, I feel like shit. I just I don't want to feel like this anymore. But then trying to do something, obviously, massive black cloud in my head. I was like, oh, I can't do anything. But then when a thought would pop up of like, don't do that, you piece of shit. And it would, it would just spiral out of control there. As soon as I separated from that, and it took a fucking long time. Jesus. Um, if it happened overnight, no one would, they, like depression would be yeah. good, wouldn't it? Yeah, I'd be out of business. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so being able to work through that, but then also separating from that to say, well, if my depression is saying this, then I'm going to do the opposite of what that is saying because that wants nothing yeah. but the worst for me. So I'm going to go use that as a blueprint to do this. The same thing for clients of like, okay, we are not going to take action on shame and guilt and anything else that you are feeling. If you're judging yourself, if you're doing this, if you're doing that, whatever. You can feel it. You can name it. You can call it Voldemort. You can do whatever the fuck that you want with it. We are going to name it, label it, and then we are just going to say, cool, why is that there? Yeah. Well, it's because I went over my calories yesterday. Okay, cool. Why did you go over your calories yesterday? Well, because I slept like shit the night before. I'm on my period. I did this. I did that. And I'm like, okay, it's very fucking reasonable for why you went over your calories by 300. You're still yeah. in a deficit. You're still 200 yeah. calories into a deficit. You are totally fine. And this is the thing, like once you actually start to learn about nutrition and mm. what like the amount of food that you have to eat to consistently gain, the amount of um, like it it just it, it takes it uh, all like back into reality about if you have yeah. one bad day, that mm. it's not going to ruin a month of deficit or a month of positive days or balanced yeah. days. Yeah. You know, like, yeah, but we've been, that's... I feel like we've been taught by society and magazines and media and all this yep. stuff that it's like, how to get back up on the wagon once you've like, you know, or lose that five kilos in two weeks. Like, yeah. And it, it makes us feel like if we do something wrong, like that's where it even feeds the shame because we're getting mm. like, I could not get over. And like, this is, oh, I'm jumping all over the joint. No, but go for it. Jump all over the place. This is why, like, I, I don't follow a lot of typical weight loss accounts anymore. I don't really subscribe to, yeah. you know, and the reason that I still enjoy your content and what you're doing is because I know that you're not out here trying to sell an mm. eight week, 10 kilo weight loss program. Like you're yeah. out here empowering, like you're out here. <laughs> like and you're, you're out here selling like empowerment and knowledge and you're wanting to actually make a change in people's lives and now mm. I, it blew my mind the amount of weight loss media that was bombarded upon, upon us like at the start of the year noom weight watchers um jenny craig fucking yeah. atkins diet like all these bullshit just being like how to lose those christmas kilos and i'm like can we just not like for what it's 2023 yeah. like can we mm. just be like oh it just does my head in like if yeah. we actually had more positive media like the, like what you are sharing is so positive whereas what they're sharing is like is negative no wonder that we are especially yeah. those of us that grew up in the early 2000s and were so saturated with that bullshit. no wonder and especially females no wonder we are now in our 30s and 40s with you know, for want of a better way to say it, well, disordered eating or yep. um, eating, eating, actual eating disorders, it's because we didn't have the proper knowledge and support when we were like, when we were learning this shit or when yeah. we were, when we were growing up in our formative years, like. Exactly. Ugh, whereas you're out here like doing the good shit, trying to fucking teach us now as adults, because we're like, oh my God, we've spent so many years like feeling like shit having people making us feel like shit and mm. you know now it's yeah time to yeah. not feel like shit <laughs> yeah there's <laughs> spot on yeah. yeah there's a lot of shit out there that's being the number one thing that i have to do for every single person that signs up is i have to unlearn something for them and with them yeah. it's not so much of like so i'm a blank slate 
uh, how do I lose weight? This just sort of popped on. I'm not sure how it happened, but here we are. I'm super positive. Let's go. That never happens. It's always my previous trainer gave me this meal plan or I did a 45 and did this and did this. And there's always like I did Noom or Jenny Craig or did this or my mum put me on a diet when I was 12 or did this. Or did... There's so much shit that's like, okay, as best we can, I need you to pretend that you're Travis for a second and just let your brain go blank. We're going to do nothing. Mm. It's like, what do you mean we're going to do nothing? It's like, for this week, our first ever week together, I just want you to fucking exist. I just want yeah. you to do that and let me know how you feel about existing. And they're like, what the fuck? I just gave this guy money to tell me how, like, like yeah, next week. I feel, I feel stressed. It's like, why do you feel stressed? Well, because I didn't do this, 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 this. And then that's where, like, the little slow mm. clicks start to happen of, like, oh, my God. I was just completely obsessing about food on Thursday because I knew that I had something coming up on Friday. So then I had to juggle these calories and reduce them. Then I felt like shit because I actually had my takeout day on Tuesday. And then that was, and then it's a fucking spiral. Yeah. And, it's, mm, sorry. Go. It's actually funny that you say about existing because like my life isn't, it isn't focused on weight loss anymore. It hasn't been for quite some time, yeah. um, which is, <laughs> what was the question <laughs> the question the question was um in the first episode you mentioned that you had to like slap yourself of like i didn't lose weight fast enough or i didn't mm. lose enough weight question was how has the mindset changed around weight loss are you still hoping to achieve weight loss or is it just vibing it out and letting it happen or are you just like existing and loving life yeah so I, um, I'm existing and loving life. And it's funny when I got to, I remember having a conversation with my, uh, dietitian a while back. It could have been 12 months ago, maybe mm. even more, both my dietitian and my surgeon. And it was when I'd lost, like I'd got to like 65 kilos and I was like, Hey, I have been maintaining now for a couple of months and I'm feeling really good at where I'm at. Like, should I have done better? And my professional said to me, like what I said before, you know, they asked me these questions, like, are you happy with where you're at? Why do you, actually their main question was, why do you feel like you need to lose more weight? Mm. And I was like, I realized that it was the expect the expectations of others that made me real, made me think that yeah. I needed to lose more weight. Because as I said to so many people, they'd look at me and go, she's still so obese. Like, why isn't she wanting to lose weight? But like, I, have, I I love the body that I'm in. Like if I lost more weight, cool. Yeah. That's fine. <laughs> if I put some weight on, like we're, uh, you know, we've been trying for a family for a really long time and it's it was on pause because I had surgery in, um, in December and now we're sort of back on. And obviously with that, when you fall pregnant, there is obviously going to be some weight gain. I am well aware of the fact that my body is going to change. Um, mm. But weight loss, just my weight is not my focus anymore. Like I spent 25 years focusing on it and then I'm just fucking sick of it. Like, yeah, <laughs> I, I try, like, shit, it's just a fucking number. Like, and it makes yep. me so angry that like I put so, like, yeah, it just, anyway. I, Do you feel like now, those years are like somewhat lost like how does it how does it feel now being like from what you're saying people listening obviously you can hear the frustration but i'm mm. fucking seeing it as well <laughs> so <laughs> so with that amount of frustration like i know the number one thing is going to be that cliche of i why didn't i do this sooner i wish i had done this sooner but then obviously you have to go through the mental fucking gymnastics of the shame the guilt the judgment all that stuff everyone works through at their own pace but how does it feel now having the life that you have and yeah how does it feel now having the life that you have and then like looking back on like oh my god like there's a there is a certain amount of sadness that i didn't do it earlier that i feel like i kind of lost my 20s to um not only like bad health but bad mental health like i was really not mentally stable in a lot of uh or i wasn't in a good mental place for a lot of my early 20s especially around my body i remember being um i remember actually saying to my friends i think i'm depressed 
but no one would take me seriously and I was too scared to go to the doctors. Um, and I was really, really, I, I, I hated the body I was living in. And it took a lot of work to start to love myself with a lot of support from my husband. He showed me that I was worthy of love. Um, so go him. Um, and I needed to have had that journey before I could even begin to start realizing that I needed to do something about my body as well. Um, mm. so even though I'm kind of like, I wish that I had of not wasted those years in that, um, in that situation, I recognize that I needed to have gone through those steps to get to where I am now. Um, yeah. And that helps me feel a lot more, um, like feel better about that the fact that they weren't actually wasted. They were, they were needed, and they they were just a part of who I am now. And I feel like um, in this last probably eighteen months, especially that I've become a stronger person, and it's really um, affirming to be able to look back at the person I've grown into, especially now post-surgery and actually finding out who I am because it's so it's so weird learning who you are post weight loss um I and it's it's amazing the way that people treat you differently um mm. compared to yeah the way that I'm treated now uh is so different to the way that I was treated when I was 180 kilos or even 160 kilos um it's it's kind of actually sad to be honest um the, but but it's but it has also helped strengthen me as a person so yeah yeah i think that i'm i'm still happy the way that things have worked out um and i feel very i feel like a very strong woman who knows who she is and i keep saying that 2023 they're like this is the year this is the year of yes this is the year i've decided that there's all these things that i want to do for myself that is setting and like setting myself up and that I'm saying yes to the things that I want to do that I know that are going to be good for me. And I've had some really kind comments recently from people saying that they, and like, this is people who don't even know me. This is like people that like my followers or, and a couple of people that do know me that just say that I look like I'm doing really well. And I am like, I'm actually mm. feeling like I'm doing really well mentally and physically and all that but it's and emotionally, but it's because I've had to like muddle through all of that shit to get here. Yeah. Um, and look, I'm saying this and I could totally have a breakdown tomorrow. <laughs> oh yeah. I still That's have days where I'm a <laughs> fucking mess. Like I had a really, like I had a really sad day the other day, but what's helped me is that I've, well, there goes my light. Um, that I have, <laughs> um, I've learnt that it's okay to have those days and that I acknowledge those feelings. That's all part of the learning. I think yeah. that's led me to who I am now. Yeah. I and, love that. Um, yeah. And realizing that I'm yeah, just so much more than weight loss and my body and yeah. Mm. And I know you said like about what my focus is now about uh, like movement and stuff. And now I do movement that makes me feel good. I don't do movement to lose weight. Um, yeah. I've started doing reformer Pilates. So I am def I'm officially in my Pilates era. Woo. Um, and so anyone <laughs> that follows me on Instagram would have known that because I can't shut the fuck up about it. Uh, <laughs> yes, soz, not soz. Uh, but it's something that I found has not only made me feel so much stronger in my body, it's made me feel really strong mentally because I have to be present in myself for that time. Otherwise I'll fall off the bloody machine. Um, yeah. <laughs> and it's Reasons different. To to, yeah, exactly. It's different like than just going into the gym and you know, there's been times where I'll go into the gym and like doing a workout and having my headphones in, and that worked for me. But at the moment this is working for me. And I think, um, yeah. actually that's another thing is just like, knowing that you don't have to do the same thing all the time like mm. change things up you're allowed to do that like yeah yeah i had all a, that um, stuff yeah i had a client that was as much as i bag on f45 i'm really just bagging on the type of coaches that are there yeah. i've seen some amazing f45 people and they're like let's just completely change this fucking thing 
love that for you. 90% of you, fuck off. So yeah. I had this client. Um, she signed up to Transformation Program for six months. We did that. First three months, it was like, here's your workouts. Um, here's your calories, macros. And then two weeks, she had all that shit sorted. And I was like, fantastic. That's all done. So now we just set and forget autopilot. You just go do your shit. And we're just going to focus on why, why are we not happy? What's the obstacle there preventing that? And towards like 12 weeks, like the sort of like midpoint, she was like, I'm getting bored of the gym, but that's yeah. how I lose weight. And I was like, well, no, that's not how you lose weight. That's how, that's how you move. That's how your joints feel good. That's how you, yes, build muscle, but it's just movement. And if we are still after, if the intention of going to the gym is weight loss, you're not going to stay at the gym. So what is the intention of going to the gym? After a few calls, it was eventually, cool. The intention of going to the gym is because I want to let out frustration. I want to feel good. I want to lift heavy shit. I want to put my headphones on and I want to forget the world is there. And I just want to be somewhere yep. that is not work or home. I was like, fantastic. Now you're going to start setting those habits that are you going to the gym consistently. The reason I brought up F45 was when that eventually started to dwindle, I was like, what did you do previously? She's like, oh, I did F45, I did CrossFit, I did this, I did that. And I was like, cool. What if you did F45 again so that you could just show up and not have to think, don't have to worry about your phone, just chuck it in a fucking corner somewhere. But you went for the intention of, I just want to feel good and get a sweat. It's not about how many calories you're burning. If they offer to put like a heart rate monitor, how many calories you're burning, just say no and just leave it at that. She's like, oh, okay, I'll do that. We finished the entire program. I took my workout programs away from her. Or actually, I left them there in case she wanted to do them. But I said, we're not doing my program anymore. We are doing F45 because that's still going to work for you. And she's yeah. like, yeah, awesome. And then followed up with her uh, when we finished the program, like four weeks after. I'm like, hey, what are you doing? She's like, I'm back in the gym because I'm in my like hot girl strength era. And I was like, yeah. fantastic. Love it. And then she would disappear for six weeks. And I'm like, what's going on now? She's like, oh, I'm back at F45. <laughs> I'm like, cool. Like, Are you you're sure you're not talking about me? <laughs> that sounds like me last year. Totally unrelated. <laughs> She's no, now changed but, her branding. <laughs> but no, I feel exactly like I did that last year. I was in the gym and then I went and did F45 for a bit. And then mm. I stopped going to the gym for a bit because I just, I couldn't fit it into my life. I couldn't fit it in mentally, which is, you yeah. know, and then I started going back again. And then started this year, I started going to Pilates and I was like, cool and i now put my gym on hold my gym is so used to me just like putting them on hold to try out something yep. new and they're like listen if that's where you got to be that's cool you're moving we love that and i think yep. that oh look for me i felt like movement and exercise was always a punishment like mm. i as a as a kid or as a teen i felt like yep. it was always a punishment unless it was like netball um yep. And so it's taken a lot for me to learn that exercise doesn't have to be punishment. It actually is, it's about like worshipping your body really. Like hmm. I don't go into Pilates and worry about how many calories I'm burning. Same thing when I was going to the gym, it's taken me so much. Like I'll still, I'll still turn it on on my watch, but it's more actually to pay attention to the time I'm doing it. But if I have like a workout where I, when in planning to do an hour and I only do 20 minutes, I'm not going to beat myself up about the fact because I'm just mm. like happy that I've actually gone and done it because I've taken time to look after my body. But there was definitely a time there where I would be like, oh, I've only burnt this many calories for this many session. I'm really disappointed in myself. Like, yeah, it's really, I think, important to see that the, the difference mentally um, when you look at movement for like holistic betterment compared to the loss of something or weight loss or yeah. 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 But um, yeah. And the, and the positive effects that it has aside from a number on a yeah. scale or the amount of calories that you burn. Like yeah. I have noticed, actually I had an osteo appointment today. It's the first osteo appointment I've had in a few months. And my osteo was like 
how have you been? What are you doing? Like you feel like your muscles feel really strong. I can see your quads. Yeah. And I was like, I've been doing reform. And she's like, oh my God, that is going to be so good for you. Because since losing weight, my muscles in my legs and my hips are fucked. I walk so differently compared to what I used to. And it has just fucked everything up. And so for her, an actual professional saying to me, yes, this movement's going to be really good for the everyday function of your Mm -hmm. body. I was like, great, I'm really happy that I've made this choice to change things up and try something new. And I'm not saying that I'm going to be in my Pilates era forever. Yeah. Like, I'll probably. Yeah, exactly. Like, I'll probably get like a little bit later in the year and be like, fuck it. Yeah, I want to go back to like lift and shit. Um, Or maybe I'll decide that I want to be a runner for half an hour. Like, I don't know. Fucking no. Maybe you want to decide to be sure handed and hold on to stuff. (laughs) Who knows? Oh, right. (laughs) Shut up. Um, <laughs> actually, no, nah, you know what it was? I am um, a, a great little thing I found about my loose skin is that if I want to put something on my lap, it holds stuff. Nice. There you <laughs> yeah, go. I, I have like a, I have like a little holder, but I moved and it fell out. So and that's just another way that I celebrate the changes of my body. The more, you know, insert the more you- here. <laughs> oh shit yeah yeah but that's the um i mean i could talk on this forever but we've we've got to get you to pilates that's right the latest i have to leave the house is quarter two (laughs) okay so the the big thing that i'm noticing that the difference is is when people learn the difference between bodybuilding and health and when i came into the industry as a young personal trainer it was this is how you move this muscle this is how you build this muscle as any personal trainer you have to know those things. They're the fucking basics of what your job is. But when it becomes personal training and then it's like, cool, I'm a personal trainer. I have to get big. I have to be jacked. I've got to be fucking ripped six pack. Building that body. What is the epitome of building that body? Bodybuilding. I'm going to go look like this. I'm going to do this. I'm going to eat like these professionals because they are the top of the top in terms of why someone would go to the gym. Yeah. All of the advice and all of the everything in regards to the fitness industry that I found was, well, yeah, you just have to move and eat like a bodybuilder. And it got to the point for me where I was like, I don't fucking want to be a bodybuilder. Like all I'm those sick of broccoli. Yeah. <laughs> and, and <laughs> can't do it. I can't do it. No more cut them. <laughs> I don't want to eat mince for breakfast. <laughs> yeah. And I, I did a meal plan fucking ages ago from a bodybuilder. And it was like, right, you've got the day off. Yeah. Sweet. Go down to Woolies for me, grab a steak and a kilo and a half of sweet potato. That's your breakfast. And I was like, what? I could <laughs> maybe do weeks. sweet potato for breakfast, but fuck off having a steak for breakfast. No, no it was intense. But that's that's a massive difference. Or like it's super important to distinguish between the two disciplines, quote unquote. Yeah. One is going to be for healthy shoulders. And if you're doing a, if anybody ever is on TikTok, I'm willing to bet they have seen that guy, JPG. He came out and said, if you haven't seen him, that's okay. Is he the guy that swears at me and tells me to go to the gym? No. Uh, You know that one? He is an an Asian fellow and bodybuilder. And he got really big on TikTok from taking everyone else's content, but we're not going to say that. Um, And he was, I don't like face pulls because they don't use as much muscle as if you were to do a wide grip, like seated row. The TikTok gym community immediately took that and then went, why are you doing face pulls? Did, don't you know that you can get better activation and more muscle activation by doing this? Absolute fucking rookie. Why are you doing it? And that was like, no, it's like for bodybuilding. Yes, do that. Why not? He got that from Eugene Tao. But the thing about that was, that's for bodybuilding. And yeah. yet everyone out here that is in the gym or doing anything is like face pulls are now fucking useless because this person said this one thing once. And it's like, no, I'm doing face pulls because I need my shoulders to fucking externally rotate and like catch something back here or yeah. throw a ball or be healthy and move in a particular way. That's why I'm doing them. It's like, yeah, well, you're an idiot. It's like, well, I'm an actual fitness professional and you're some 17 year old on TikTok. They think so of the aesthetics and not the... They think of the aesthetics and not the function. Exactly. And that's mm. the thing. Yeah. I don't know so, yeah. if it surprises you, but I'm, I'm not on bodybuilder or gym TikTok. What? I, yeah, oh, yeah. 
I'm just. Don't you know? <laughs> I can't even start that sentence. I'm, I'm very, very much on spicy book talk, though. So if you want to yeah, talk about fairy not, porn. That does not surprise me. <laughs> I've been reading porn lately. Would everyone else yeah. like to jump in and join me? <laughs> it's not a lately thing. I've been a closet reading fairy porn for many, many years. It's just now. Okay, I'm, I'm finding it so popular. Everyone's like, I'm reading this book. And I'm like, is that the fairy porn one? And they're yeah. like, eyes light up and they're like uh how do you know about it and i was like because a client's reading it and they tell me about it and they're like oh it's good <laughs> i've been reading fairy porn for years but i've been doing it at home shamefully i'm loving that it's 2023 and all of us women are like fuck yeah we don't watch porn we read it <laughs> yeah we read it balance guys time. balance <laughs> <laughs> that's what life is just pure balance <laughs> love it oh shit yeah um, so, yeah. Are there I any questions that we haven't covered? <laughs> uh, I'll go with this one. What's been the number one thing you've learned in your entire journey so far? And I'm going to say entire journey is in like five years. Okay. Instagram journey. Instagram journey? Like yeah. Seven, six? Yeah. Oh, yeah, when yeah. That's right. First started yeah, 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 yeah. Um, <clears throat> that if you don't do it for yourself, like if you if your reasoning is that you're doing it for someone else, whatever it is that you're doing, it's never gonna fucking happen. Because like you should be your number one reason for doing something. And like I know that there's a lot of women that are like, I wanna do this for my kids, I wanna do this for my family. But the bottom line is you're still doing it for yourself, number one, because you wanna be your best self for your family. You yeah. want to be your best self for you. Like this is what I did this because I acknowledged that I was not being my best self. I was not allowing myself to be my best self or live my best life. And I can very confidently say now that I am living my best life and I have been doing so for quite some time. Even when I have, you know, last year I was dealing with quite a lot of anxiety. This year I st I'm still getting anxiety. I, but mm. uh, I... That like I'm still, even though I have like the hard days and the sad days and the anxious days, like I'm still living my best life because everything that I'm doing in my life is like for me and what helps me feel happy and what helps me feel balanced. So yeah, yeah if you don't do it for yourself, you're never actually going to fully, mm. I, I don't want to say succeed, but like. Yeah. It's, I mean, that's the number one thing we do for everybody that comes on board. I don't mean this to saying like, this is what exactly we do, but people that are looking for that sustainable lifestyle change, you're going to have to do something that changes your life, that changes your habits, behaviors, thought patterns, belief systems, everything. And that's not going to happen if you put all of that onto, well, my husband wants me to lose weight yeah. or whatever it could possibly be. But if it's, I want to feel better and I'm sick of feeling shit, or I just want to do this because you know what? I actually love myself that much. I respect myself that much. I care about myself that much to want to improve in this way. I deserve better. Yes. That's what I realized. I deserved better. Yeah. And I, I deserved my, yeah, I deserve to live a better life. Mm. And, and now I am like, yeah. So I realization for you you're like oh my god yeah no but it's like it's it's also part of real it's, no it's it's part of realizing your worth as well like it's all that like realizing that you're worthy realizing that you deserve like the greatness and the goodness and that you're actually allowed to put yourself first because once again as women we are so not used to doing that but mm. i don't have any shame with putting myself first now um and it's all of that like learning that that you're allowed to do that you're allowed to take time out for yourself and you know i don't have a family i don't have you know children that i have to try and keep alive my husband he can feed himself like i don't have to keep him alive yeah um and i know that <laughs> i know that there's a lot of you know that, that, that that's an added thing in a lot of females like life mm. uh, or a lot of people's life in general but um yeah. if you if you can't do something for yourself and make sure that you're being the best person version of yourself for yourself then um how can you expect to be the best version of yourself for others as well? Yeah. 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 Um, as, as soon as you are your amazing self, then it's like, 
I rephrase it in the fact of if you are someone that isn't a textbook people pleaser, take, take, like just fucking give, 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 give until there's nothing left, then it's reframe it into if you set your boundaries and learn to say no and as you said, like I deserve better, then if you can do that to focus on yourself, that is going to be one of the most selfless things that you can ever do because everyone else that comes into contact with you is going to see that. And people that just come across your profile, oh my God, who is this beyond happy, like deliriously happy bitch that is just right yeah. in front of me. <laughs> it's like, it's me bitches. <laughs> and I think also like I, what you said about setting boundaries as well, it's like setting those boundaries for yourself. Like, yes. yes, we set boundaries for others, but it's also like knowing where your own boundaries are. Yeah. Like that, that's all part of it too. Um, mm. So like I, you know, it, at the moment, like I will not change something. Like say I've got, yeah, as I said, Pilates tonight. Say if Dan called me up now and was like, oh, hey, I have to do this at such and such. Can you cancel your class to come and do it? If it wasn't a life and death urgent situation, yeah. uh, I'm like, no, this is my time I booked for myself. Like I put this in my calendar for me. This is my time. I'm not changing it for you. Like, yeah, it's yeah. learning in non-negotiables. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Um, there's, there's heaps of questions and heaps of stuff that I want to run into more, but... I think we'll just fucking save that for another podcast, another time, another question, okay. another whatever. We're going to get you to Pilates. Um, I say that <laughs> as if we're about to smuggle you into a fucking van and be like, go, go, go. <laughs> it's only five minutes down the road and I've only got to change my top. So we're cool. We're, we're, we're still fine. running all right. Yeah. You're good. Um, but yeah, so there's, I mean, I could talk forever and there's a lot of questions that I do have and want to ask and all that stuff, but they are 100% going to tangent and mm. form a life of their own for about another 10 15 20 probably six hours so <laughs> <laughs> so i'm gonna let you go there um is there anything that you want to leave on the podcast for people that are listening that maybe were in a similar position to you that want to change their life or just anything in general what do you want to leave us with if anything uh i feel like i've given all the inspirational stuff but i think that um, if you're if you're feeling hopeless and like you don't know where to start and wondering whether it's even worth starting and if you should just stay the way you are, I want to tell you that if you feel like you're not being your best self, then you're doing a disservice to yourself. You need to make sure that like you're treating yourself with love and kindness and living like the best life you can because we only get this one life right and it's so short that it just to to feel like we're not taking the time to you know live our truth and be who we actually are and be happy in that is is just really sad and the other thing is as well that every whether you're like starting out or you're you know you've or you've lost weight and you're trying to work out who you are now I think it's always important to remember to like love yourself and love your body, especially as women. We, you know, it, it's a really hard journey with loving our bodies and our bodies change so much. And I still hear so many comments from people that I know have done the work, but it's really easy to like slip back into those negative head spaces around our bodies that mm. we only get our one body and we have to treat it with love. Like, I still have, like, I have a very interesting body. She has lots of loose skin and lumps and bumps and stretch marks and scars. And, like, and I love every single part of it because, like, it's mine. It's the one thing that is totally mine and I don't ever get another one. So why would I live my life hating it? And and now that I know that, like, I, tru I truly live that um, and it makes such a positive impact on everything everything in my life and it makes me sad when I see others struggling with that because and I, I like I know it's not an easy thing and I know it's taken me so many years to get to this space but mm. I just I want to say that like keep working on it because you will get there you will get to that time where you don't have to remind yourself to love yourself or love your body and as yep. I said before like it took a lot of gaslighting myself 
Yeah. <laughs> like, just if you don't believe it, still tell yourself because eventually you will believe it. You'll start to live it. Um, but yeah, life's too short to hate ourselves. Yeah. It really is. I love that. Uh, yeah. I love that. <laughs> I have questions, but we will leave them. So, yeah. <laughs> Write them down. Thank you. I will. <laughs> and in another 12 months after many reschedulings. <laughs> <laughs> I'll reschedule for next week. So that way we know we'll get it done next year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we'll be right. We, we, we can get this in. I'll, I'll pop you in my diary. We'll fit it. <laughs> I love Fuck. it. We'll, yeah, we'll catch up again for sure. The, um, yeah. But for right now. Um, I'm going to end it super quick. Thank you so much for jumping on, taking the time out of your day. I know that it's sort of like in the day of when you have like that time, I'm assuming before, after finishing work and then Pilates and whatever. But thank you so much for taking the time out of your day and actually, not actually providing value as if it's a fucking surprise, but <laughs> providing value uh, to everybody that is on the podcast. <laughs> thank you for having me. And I'm sorry for all the tangents but you know fine. that's what we do if you listen that's... to any episode it'll be like okay you know what no i'm talking about this thing no fuck <laughs> it i'm gonna go <laughs> completely like different ten, to the title 10 minutes later what was the question <laughs> yeah i don't wait fuck. What, this is a podcast <laughs> it's not oh a yeah <laughs> shit <laughs> yeah all right have fun at pilates and i will speak Thanks. to you soon all righty i'll talk to you soon bye bye